Hi guys, hello and welcome to this very special episode of Black Scott Pod.、Uh, you've got your host Susie, and today we are joined by a very special guest. We've got one Washera Kamonji. Have I said that? Have I said that right? I've probably I've butchered it. Like I've, I've known you for a bit, but nah, nah, I've butchered it. I feel like sometimes when people have to introduce me, they're like, "Wait, how do you pronounce? How do I pronounce her name again?" But to be honest, <laughs> there are times where I even I I sometimes question when you have to see the when you have to say the full name,、mm-hmm. like Washera Kamonji, Washera Kamonji. So、right? I just tell people, just say Washera, kind of like Beyonce, Madonna, Zendaya, Washera. Washera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> full stop. Full stop. End、okay.、Um, tell us a bit about yourself, just like you know, really briefly. Like, how did you come to be in Scotland? What do you do? All that kind of stuff. Okay. Brief intro. Hello, everybody. My name is Washera, and I'm so excited to be on the podcast.、Um, so, a little bit about myself is that I am currently freelance digital marketing. So, I work mainly within festivals, film festivals, art festivals, just any type of artistic grassroots organization. I am there. Working behind the scenes and how I came to be in Scotland. So I have been here for over twenty years. I stopped counting. Wow! 10, but I'm pretty sure I have reached somewhere in August. Somewhere I reached twenty something years. Happy anniversary! <laughs> Whatever it was, I think it was August fourteenth that I landed here.、Uh-huh. If I can remember, fourteenth、oh、or sixteenth. I remember immigration asked me once, and I looked and I was sweating. Oh yeah. But, yes. So. I, I just, I just put like random months now. Like, I literally, <laughs> well, ever since obviously getting the British citizenship, I don't even think about it anymore. But like, yeah, no, you're right. You always remember your anniversary. It's been over twenty、yeah, years. Yeah, always remember.、Well. It's been over twenty years. And、um, for anyone wondering why my accent is like this, <laughs> I don't know. That、I'm、was the、TV. next question.、Um, as somebody <laughs> who is,、um, can I presume? Can I presume you identify black and Scottish, obviously, as well as,、uh, yeah, Kenyan. But Kenyan. Do you, you, you take, do you take that one when you're on the forums? Do you take the black? I、oven? think I, yeah, <laughs> I think I always black I Scottish. Always just take was it black? It's black African, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I know. And yeah, you're like,、yeah. you're like, it's like black British African. You like black so, British. Uh. Is there black Scottish, Scottish. black、really、African? Add it into the census, people. Yeah. Well, it doesn't make any sense. I think they should start doing that. Actually, I think that's. They really should.、Mm-hmm. That's、mm-hmm. insane.、Um, but yes, so that is、uh, Washera. We've also well, Shirley is supposed to be here, but if those of you who live in this wonderful、uh, Edinburgh, Lothians, and all that stuff, you know that there's some. Power cuts and stuff that's going on. So yeah, yeah, girl can't be here to join the session, but nonetheless, we shall crack on because this is our special episode. This is a Christmas special. We're going to be discussing a、uh, Harry and Meghan's. Our favorite cousins. <laughs> is it cousins or auntie and uncle? I don't even know because she's like what is she? She's no, she's like she's four. She's forty. Forty. What is、it? yeah? What is that? Because you gotta be careful. You know, be like、uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think I've just been saying. I think I've ticked into anti territory. Really? I think I'm about to tick into it. Yeah. Well, I'm a, I'm、oh. about to be thirty on the seventh of January. I know, and I still call you auntie. <laughs> oh my god! No, please don't call me Susie. <laughs> I'll call you Susie. <laughs> I'm like literally. Oh my gosh! So yeah, Megan would be an auntie, right? Yes, she's firmly in anti-territory now. She is, I think, firmly in anti-territory. So okay, so our favorite auntie and uncle. Okay.、Um, yes. Well, 
that's disputed for some people. Miss oh. Megan and Ooh, Miss Mr. Megan. Harry. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, right. First impressions from the documentary, what are you saying? Okay, so I will say this. I was away when the documentary dropped. So I didn't have my tablet. Um, I was busy doing small, small holiday. Nice. And so I really tried to avoid reading the tweets because now any type of TV show has reached a point now that people want, you know, live commentary. So it's when I arrived, I, it's very hard avoiding all the tweets and all the... Mm-hmm. The discourse. Yes, the discourse that's coming about. And Mm -hmm. my first impression when I watched episode one, just from the outgoing, I was like, oh, they're so cute. And also, um, what are my friends doing to, you know, improve my market? She was introduced by her friend via Mm -hmm. IG. Mm -hmm. And you want to tell me I'm just here looking cute. (laughs) What have you people done for me? (laughs) Susie, we're friends. (laughs) Megan's friends set her up with freaking Prince Harry. Like, first of all, yeah, you're right. Because I was thinking, so Harry this whole time was in DMs. Mm -hmm. Are you kidding? Like, Harry. Okay, right. Okay. okay. They obviously didn't say, but they must have like trap accounts. Clearly. They clearly have trap accounts. Because there's no way that he was just like spying, looking at her story and it's like HRH. Prince Harry is just watch your story and you're just looking at it like oh (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think they've definitely got trap accounts definitely Megan because also how are they seeing some of these hate comments oh I mm, if I was in her position would I make a finster probably I would I would absolutely ask for a separate mobile device because first of all your your finster cannot be linked with a VPN Right. With the VPN. I'm people. You're setting an alarm so you can wake up at 3 a.m. to confuse people with the time zone and you're watching their videos. I, I would be ready to, I would probably be one of those petty people who's like, excuse me, what did you mm-hmm. say about Megan? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I am, I am Megan. Just... Okay, so they're basically like us. I think, I think they're the most down to earth of the whole shebang. Because like what I got out of the whole thing was oh my gosh and this this sounds like mad to even say because i'm sure loads of people would be like we're gonna revoke your citizenship after saying this but i think this is a clear illustration of what it's like to be to be dumped in not dumped into to come into british culture like a lot of people don't realize like british culture is its own like mental space type of thing like if you ever have met you know an american person a canadian person just someone who's not from britain their their outlook is like a little bit more optimistic and more positive and all that kind of stuff and this the the general demeanor um and stuff and then when you come to britain like i love this wonderful continent so much but what was really clear is like there's a huge difference in culture and the way that people are a bit more i would say skeptical and a little mm. bit more like humble, <laughs> humble, and a little bit humble. More yeah, serious. A, yeah. The one, the one thing that I got from her is, especially when she was talking about um, Harry and the wider royal family, mm. is from an American standpoint, she just thought it, they were just like another big celebrity household name. Yeah, that just so happened to have the title 
royal, mm-hmm. not understanding how ingrained mm-hmm. the royal system is in British society, in European society, even there are countries in Europe where, you know, they don't have the royals as head. But if someone is a Viscount, Lord something, Lady what what. Like it's not just a title, like it's a thing. It's -hmm. family, it's heritage, it's their own culture. You know, people are able to trace back their lineage to God knows who born in 871. Mm -hmm. It's that, and, you know, people have grown up with it. It's ingrained in your history. And so... For her to come into this system where she's just thinking, oh, okay, they're royalty. Yeah, I, I, okay, but, right. But, this is this is the only bit that I was like, Megan, I don't even know why you put this on the documentary because like you knew they were gonna come come for you for mm-hmm. saying sort of. I did like I. Oh, she did a Google of Harry, and <gasps> that's like, but like, girl, why You're aren't you Google googling the rest of it? Thank you. Look, let's not all lie. Mm-hmm. We all Google our people before we go on dates. For sure. I'm doing a full background check. Like, are you serious? Instagram, Mm -hmm. Facebook, Mm -hmm. maybe LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) never mind that he's got this profile. So he's clearly Prince Harry. If I ever, you know, fall out of favor with my current partner, you know, if we we break it. Oh, yeah, we do. We love him. Um, But if... Oh, no, that's fine. I think whoever wants to listen to episode one. like Yeah, we're still together, guys. Um... But, like, literally, if that ever, like, ended and I literally started dating someone and their title is not Mr. and it starts with a prince, I'm going to Google. Yeah. If I, if someone I'm said, Googling. oh, here is Lord so-and-so, mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. My spirit would be shaken a little bit. <laughs> I am I am looking up who is Lord, who, what, and what's uh-huh. it. Yeah. What do you do? Um, how do you get your money? What's going on? Who's uh-huh. your grandma? How, the... how did you get your title? Mm-hmm. Yes. Who's mm-hmm. granny? Mm-hmm. I'm watching the... the video of you getting knighted. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not you, someone in your family. Let, yeah. Let's see. Let's see your credentials. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So I I'm going on right move. Into. I'm checking how much your house was sold for. Like, are you serious? <laughs> just gotta know. Yeah. So I know so... what I'm stepping into because just like any family, you know, it has its cultures, it has its traditions. And I think sometimes you just have to, I know it's hard, especially within royalty. Like she said, you know, no one teaches you. Yeah. Of course. Kind of but, okay. Right. I find that insane. Right. Okay. Harry was saying this in the documentary as well. He was like, oh, it's not like they say like, you know, this is you, like, you this is where you are. This is what Why isn't there like a royalty one-on-one course? It's they a bit do. mad. Can there, please, please Buckingham Palace. First of all, a- apart from your compliance training on, you know, unconscious bias, that obviously needs an update. <laughs> your bullying <laughs> policy needs an update as well. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, racism, update, all of that needs an update, clearly. Mm-hmm. Why isn't there a, so you're a royal, huh? This is what that means. This is what you do. Yeah. That we, that, that need blew that. me up. But... Be it royal or non-royal, you need someone to hold your hand just to guide you right on the do's and don'ts because you're not a normal person yeah your normalness has been revoked Mm -hmm. from this point on this is how people view you Mm -hmm. this is how we move and shake yep be prepared Mm -hmm. when we say jump your words carry weight right exactly so the fact that of harry could only walk with her to a certain point from his his knowledge mm. but there should have been someone who was there to just be like 
Megan, yeah. Yeah. Here's how we mm -hmm. help you. And that's like that's the weird part. Maybe that's the whole bit where it's like, you know, designed to fail from the outset. You know. Because um, nobody gonna... was there to sort of catch and hold her. If if this oh, is an institution yeah. that values how it is seen and all that stuff, then you would think that they would have had those protocols in place because obviously she's not the first person that Harry has dated. So mm -mm. why isn't there like a, a run book? <laughs> why isn't um, there a run book? I'm trying to think where, where, where I am in the episode now in my head. It's because I'm actually, when I was watching it back, I also had to remember the timeline a little bit. And I can remember when she did join the royal family as girlfriend, then she moved up to fiance, you know, mm -hmm. run up to married okay yes there were a few racist rumbles mm -hmm. but overall as the documentary said that there were positive outlooks and i had to remember and i was like oh yeah yeah we were all quite yeah i'm there, pretty sure was some the good I, heard amongst, I had some vegan oh, yeah, like right and then it was after the australia tour it just went what happened yeah because it, it seemed like people were definitely kind of holding their breath like they were just i don't know if if you remember obviously like the shade boroughs and all of the other places when they announced that megan was dating harry people were like let's see how long this lasts as in like let's see how let's long see. people yeah. can hold their tongues for you could just Is see in the black diaspora well that's uh. the thing yeah in the black diaspora i felt like with the comments that i was seeing at the time was that people were just kind of waiting for the racism to start. Like, there was just kind of like the calm before the storm. People were like, oh, a brush, what brush? A breath of fresh oh, air. Fresh I air. hate that so much. That's, 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 right? that's almost adjacent to so exotic. Mm -hmm. Wow. So mm -hmm. different. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. I hate hearing that. There's so much weight for Megan on her shoulders to be like, here she is. She's just a girl, This biracial man. woman. This biracial black woman. girl. That's what they were definitely <laughs> thinking. <laughs> but it was this expectation that she's going, like she is the, is Messiah the right words to use for the yes. family to like? I mean, okay. I mean, the, like, no, but listen, bring listen. It to the modern age. The know? whole concept of the royal family is that they are quote unquote, anointed by god mm -hmm. to rule over were we all there did we all bow did we all acquiesce to, to this look is this what happened someone's ancestors received the tablets like moses did right i'm like what? I'm... <laughs> uh, but anyways yes so it just it's baffling to me okay just go back a little bit that if she's yeah, those... So much not being a little bit dramatic oh, i hate it oh, i hate it i can already hear the trolls like i feel like i'm playing into it already but she's not being dramatic that she never googled i'm shocked that's I'm genuinely shocked that because... did shock me but why girl? i can also understand why you wouldn't want to google someone who from what you've heard from your friends has a big um, has a large profile, has a very large... Oh, no, I'm fully Googling. I would Google, but I can understand from her point of view because she's a celebrity herself. Mm -hmm. She knows that what is written in the tabloid is not the same as what you would get from mm -hmm. the person. Because now imagine maybe she had... Let's let's put on our Megan shoes. Let's say we are her. Right. Actress, we know what the tabloids are like. 
Yeah. Now imagine. But American tabloids are a bit gentler, I want to say, because they're picking yeah. you apart for your fashion sense and not picking you apart and saying you should be shamed in the streets and like ah, people should Jesus throw Christ. like shit at you, you know. We will get to that because yeah. I. Hmm. Anyway, but now imagine someone is introducing you to this guy, you know, they have a large profile. You read about what's happened in the tabloids, all their history from when they were in primary, primary school, high mm-hmm. school, you know, their clubbing days, everything. I'm not going to lie. If I read about Harry in his 20s, I would get the ick. Yeah, that was a Nazi uniform, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. I would get the ick. And maybe that's why she was just like, I know what the tabloids are like. They can skewer things. They can highlight the worst of you. Mm-hmm. The internet is forever. Mm-hmm. Let me just know the man as yeah. he is. Mm-hmm. And it worked out for them. Here she is, married, mm-hmm. two kids and And two he's dogs. clearly gone through like a, a tremendous and profound change. And he's done so much, obviously, for his country. and. Exactly. Um, a lot like Invictus Games and even all that kind of stuff you know serving Afghanistan all that is absolutely amazing but why didn't she Google <laughs> but that's so anyway <laughs> anyway no, that's the one that's we'll going to stick with yeah but we'll to be honest like, my main takeaway from this whole thing isn't even like about how the fact that this whole thing is about the media I think we can all unanimously just... agree the she media is at fault. She should have Googled a little bit. Just she should she should have Googled. Come mm-hmm. on. That's, that's not the, the most that's the most egregious thing. I'm just thinking you're in a girl in a girl chat. You're probably in a WhatsApp chat. And nobody's sending screenshots. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, aside from the Googling. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, swiftly, swiftly moving on. That documentary had me in in the fields. Yeah, sure. yeah. Um, that unseen footage of uh, Princess Diana going over to the paparazzi <sighs> when they're out um, snowboarding is yeah, just, and just saying, it's harrowing. Film me and, my kids, and they have to be so performative. Yeah. Um, well, that's it. That's off. the bit that's also really striking is the fact that, like they say, it's a gilded cage and you trade a little for this, a little bit for that. And ultimately, what was it worth? What was it for? Because you know, someone lost their life because of this whole trading expectation that she always have to perform. And when she said she doesn't want to perform and she's her own person. Right. You know, because we're like, we fund your lifestyle. We, you use taxpayer money to but pay what? for your bills. So we own you. And you're like, into what contract did the children enter into that? That's my question. No one, no one chose pre-birth and said, I want to be born in the royal family. Mm-hmm. But that's like, it's it's just, it's insane to me because how are the children obligated? You know, when William's taking Harry and Eugenie and the other one, I forgot, oh, forgot her name. Um, Beatrice. Beatrice. When they're out there in the snow and they have to do this, like, paparazzi thing. But why are the children, why? And Those grown men, not just the ones that are taking the photos, but making decisions up in the headquarters of the sun and daily mail and all these places and you sat there knowing you're exploiting a child like it is it's still it's still a child at the end of the day that start, stood in front of you having to do a freaking pr smile hmm. in front of when you all just go and play right no that one How? that one definitely broke my heart and i can see why harry is so so mm-hmm. protective over Megan and 
over his kids and over sure. you know yeah. just wants to have a little bit of privacy and kind of have whatever they put out in public they kind of want to have a little bit of control over it but then when they do try and take back the narrative a little bit then they're being bombarded yeah just the vitriol it's insane like you say like just you can see how much harry wants his kids to not have that burden of being obliged i think it is a total stripping of autonomy of who you are as a person from Mm -hmm. so like you know from so early because how do you know who you are when there's paps taking photos of like you as royalty and da 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 when do you have the time to figure out like this is me like when when because you're always protecting and always projecting as well like that's insane i'm so happy see i saw um, archie in that maze and he's just being a kid man and he's just running through the maze and just that like when they say you know when they went to tyler perry's house first of all tyler perry amazing when thank you tyler perry yeah like, Honestly, when they came went, through like he 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 did what needed to be done as a human as a fellow human being with the means and the access and um, to do that and we'll come to that um but like it just it's just so profound to see them be so relaxed and be like the kids can just be kids and they can yeah. just grow up and not have not to. Only that, they don't they even like, know. We yeah, I can't imagine. But yeah, so uh, then they they met, and the the British press just freaking turned. And I don't know about you, but did you feel like there was a certain atmosphere in Britain when that started? I'm you would just hear it on the bus. No, I I would hear it on the bus on the way to work. I would. Just, and you hear people talking about Megan, and you just be like, you just sat there as the only black person on that bus usually in this wonderful country. Yeah. Um, Thinking, I want uh, to say something. Right. Me versus the bus. Right, because you can't you can't even interject into a conversation, but you would like just see like somebody would either be reading like I don't know like a BBC bulletin whatever a push notification comes through. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know. You would just hear people having a chat. Oh, oh yeah, that Megan again. Oh, I she's just a wee attention seeker, isn't she? <sighs> it felt like, and even till now, from then till now, it felt like it's a public lynching. That's yep. actually the right word to use. Yep. It's a public lynching. Yep. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and people mm-hmm. are actually speaking death mm-hmm. onto her. And yeah. she even says it on her documentary that she felt like she wanted to die yep. because all these news reports, she's getting tweets, she's getting tabloid news, people are tweeting at her, people are sending her random packages. That's insane. The thoughts of people really hate somebody that they do not know. You've never met this woman before. She's never placed her freaking eyes on you. And you have to say that she, again, like I said, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And people always say, so speak life. Mm -hmm. You people are not, some of you people are not speaking life. Nope. They really so, don't. <laughs> really and I hope whoever hears this is holding their ear very well. Mm-hmm. When I said, and I will repeat again, mm-hmm. death and life are in the power of the tongue. Mm-hmm. So speak life. So speak life. Yep. Amen. Yep. <laughs> that's, 
No, but those are some yeah. absolute wise words. Because how is it that I finished watching that documentary and immediately, what's his name? The guy from Top Gear. J- J- um, oh yeah. Jeremy who said oh. he wants to yeah. be she. He wants her to be paraded on See, the street. See, when I saw that, I said, you don't even know, sing. like, not even, you don't even know, ah, he knows. The power, yeah. like you say, the power of words. You can incite something yes. in someone. Yeah. You look it's at the, the riots in America on January 6th, oh, also 7th, on my birthday. I was like, guys, do you, but anyway. It was but... the new year as well. We had <laughs> stepped into the new year and immediately. Right. He, he said, but a few words. And the capital riots in America, the quote unquote, the freest place on this planet, the freedom of the world. He incited such hatred into so many people with just a few words to do that. They were trying to kill people in the capital. And that's what makes me think that for the people who are saying such negative things about Harry, about Meghan and about the wider nuclear family, do you people not realize that it can only yes you can tweet you can write news articles okay fine but it only takes one person Mm -hmm. or one small group of people Mm -hmm. to feel how you are feeling Mm -hmm. see it written in Mm -hmm. black and white or whatever color fonts people use on socials and on paper Mm -hmm. and they'll be like Oh, yeah. those people. That sounds like I a really good idea. I should go. Let's, I should go mm-hmm. do that right now. And they'll like, be like, no one will complain because they agree with me, and that's what they'll say. If the police sick. ask them, "Why did you do that?" They'll be like, "Well, all these people on Twitter said X, Y, Z." Well, you I... were all thinking it. No, the fuck, we weren't. <laughs> like, no, mm-hmm. we weren't. It's insane. It, yes, were. Did you find yes, that a statistic really shocking that they say that, you know, over 100,000 tweets could have been attributed to about eight accounts? That level yeah. of misinformation. I want to be sick. Uh, I want to be have, sick. First of all, people have time mm-hmm. on their hands. Mm-hmm. A lot of time. Do people not, like, you want to tell me such on Such hatred, Monday, though. Oh. The time to sit down with such hatred in your heart. Mm. That you are creating eight accounts to attack one woman, her husband, and her kids. I saw that. And part of me was like, should I create a network of fake accounts to combat misinformation about Harry and Meghan? Literally, I was thinking, have you watched Harry Potter before? I've watched Bits and Bobs. Okay, there's a bit in Order of the Phoenix where they make up Dumbledore's army. (laughs) And it's against the the Ministry of Magic and like you know all the, the the terrible stuff and the Death Eaters and all that stuff that's going on in Harry Potter, and it's kind of like a misinformation battle, but also getting ready for like the ultimate war and all that. Anyway, all of that stuff aside, I was just thinking, should we have a Harry and Meghan army online? Should we also create a network of fake accounts that we can use to combat all of these other disgusting flooded with like insane positivity and just straight up facts to like like if 80 accounts can be responsible for a hundred thousand you know tweets and something that can really shape the narrative and like whatever the conversation online can the same not be done on the reverse and the flip side and create a network of people that 
believe in like the positivity and and not wishing death on strangers and all that kind of stuff can we not do that can we be like megan and harry's army is that something that we can we can do do but i mean guys that, that takes time but you know the thing is it's not on us as individuals to go out and do all this stuff because ultimately i think the point of this documentary is that it's about the press mm -hmm. and they have the power to change people's minds like you say you know power in was being spoken out into the world for sure the press have got the power to change and manipulate the way that people feel and think now a lot of, like loads of people will often say like like i'm not a sheep or i don't follow like whatever but just ask yourself why do you feel that way so strongly about someone you've never met why do you hate them they've never done it, anything to you it. But at the end of the day, we're them. all, to some level, we're all sheeps. Let's right. all lie to I our... think the sooner, I think there's a statistic out there. I'm going to have to find it. But there's there's a statistic out there that the people that think that they're not, you know, manipulatable, whatever the word is, pliable, whatever, are usually the ones. It's usually like when it comes to scams and stuff, the more mm -hmm. intelligent you think you are and the more immune you think you are to being scammed the more in danger you are of actually being scammed yes in simpler terms if you think it could never be you it could be you, you. Yeah. yeah so like it's yeah. important when people are thinking oh, okay but i would never believe a daily mail article or <laughs> like whatever i'm not a sheeple or i don't believe oh i'm not one of those guardian like latte drink oh latte drinking whatever it was that that it was probably the what's her name um oh my god i've gotten the mp god our current home secretary whatever it's gone suella uh, suella uh -huh. braverman is it oh no oh, yeah. guys no guys i've lost i've lost the plot i've completely forgotten who our home secretary is give me oh, a second it's, it's suella braverman it's suella braverman so the it old is, one so was, is. Uh... sorry sorry there's just been so many changes politically <laughs> sorry sorry i'm still trying to catch up with myself um yay sorry <laughs> suella suella braverman say like ah oh, but you are lefties and da, 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 and this huge culture war that's just being incited in all of us all of us in whichever end of the spectrum think that we're immune from being influenced and whatever but we are but we are being influenced and we are all being pulled apart into different freaking tribes of i freaking hate megan and harry because like whoa stupid reason or you know the other flip side which is like i feel that they can do no wrong when really it's like we should all be looking at it and just being like these are just people why are we why are we giving so much power to the press to dictate how we feel about people that we've never met for mm -hmm. all intents and exactly. purposes this should just it should be like a nun the but most feeling it should incite in all of us is just all right okay yeah fair enough like, bye move on uh, it's just all we can say is it's family drama being played out that's what i wish okay how did and you feel you about this revelation about harry and william and how he's like shouted at him what this is when prince philip died right and he went yeah. back home after the whole thing oh god no actually no, I'm, I'm ahead of myself this is like those times <laughs> when you're trying to like trying to create a whole scenario in your head before you go to sleep and you get oh get ahead of yourself too far no, let's let's know. wind it. Let's wind it all the way back. Let's wind it all the way back. 
Right. Okay. So I have to confess something. Uh-huh. I met Meghan Markle. When? Wait, did you tell me about this already? Wait. Wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I met Meghan when she came to Scotland um, after they had, uh, what do you call it? They had announced their engagement and she came up to Edinburgh, uh, the castle and I literally took a day off work. <laughs> Am I missing this? No, oh, I'm not. Yeah. Um, okay. So I was literally in that crowd and I was like, barrier. Uh, I just saw her. I say to my friend, <laughs> if she doesn't come over here, but crying shame. I was like, Megan, this, it's just me and you. We're only black people here. Be weird if you don't. Sounds like really entitled. I was like banking on like the black nod, you know the nod and the the familiarity. I was looking at like I was trying not to look at her like come over here, but I was just like, yeah, I know you can see me, Megan. And she, yeah, she was like a few people down, and she made eye contact. We made eye contact, and we just looking at each other. (laughs) That's when I knew. I say Toronto's like, yeah, she's gonna come over. She's gonna come over. Yeah, and she came over. She's like, she hadn't shaken anyone's hand, and she literally put her hand up. I was like, "Hi, I'm Megan." She was like, "Hi, I'm Megan," and I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> she's like, "Oh," she's like, "What's your name?" And I was like, "Oh, it's Susie." I was like, "Oh, that lovely, so lovely to meet you." It's like so nice, so gentle. Like you know, such a gentle girl. Like you know, when you like vibes. Yeah, her mm-hmm. vibes are pure. Actually, her vibes. Like she just seems really grateful but also really shy and like in seeing how grateful she was i was like no please no don't because like they're gonna eat you alive <laughs> but it was just you know like she was so sincere in her thing i'm sure they taught her how to do all that nonsense but also at the same time i was like you put all that trust like you're shaking my hand like I, and you've seen what happened to macron uh the the french the french president didn't get slapped but <laughs> <laughs> go you don't know I was, I was like, oh, that's actually quite a lot of trust, like, to even, like, you know, shake my hand or do any of that kind of stuff. Like, that's insane. I would never, um, I mean, I would, but I also, guys, hands no, I think it's real protocol. Don't, don't touch, like, try and yeah. disengage because you don't know what, yeah, people what are, people could have yeah, exactly what people are, are trying to do. But anyway, she shook my hand and, you know, I was like, hey, congratulations and, you know, all the best for your wedding and all that stuff. Thank you. Uh, like honestly, like so timid and like so shy, but also like just so sincere and grateful. But anyway, I say this story to say like it's that's why it's so mad because when I like literally looking into her eyes and then having to see like the documentary, and I know I do not know this woman at all. Like literally shared like two seconds of her life um, in that moment. It's just kind of like seeing like, bro, wow. I can't believe how much they just like just really went out and set out to destroy this woman. Oh. You know, like just... who who would she be if you looked into her eyes again and you you know you you spoke to her? Like, is the light there? Like, is the trust gone? Is that sincere? You know, like that not the sincerity, but like that willingness to meet people. Like, it's probably gone. It... It would be if it was me. I'd say I'm never meeting anybody again. Home is where it's at. Mm-hmm. There's rice at home. There's mm-hmm. food at home. Mm-hmm. I am not stepping outside. It's so it's freaking brave. It's very brave that she put out this documentary. 
again. Mm-hmm. Well, sorry, there was oh, she knew that was gonna happen, which is why it's even more insane because not even 24 hours later i don't even know i feel like the the, the briefing against megan already started like the second that netflix announced what we're working with them. oh yeah they started when, actually yes that's when it started um mm-hmm. when netflix announced that they're doing no one knew even what it was going to be all netflix said is we have partnered up with harry and megan yep. we're working on an exciting mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. and i've got a question for you what would you say to the people that always say well they say they wanted to get out of the uk because they didn't want any of the spotlight or the the limelight what would you say to those people so i'm putting oh you in the God. spot what would you say because yeah, that's yeah. that's one that comes up commonly i was like oh another mm-hmm. documentary oh they just can't shut up i thought they say they didn't want to be in the spotlight anymore what would you say to them this is actually a question i have discussed with other people as well because yeah it does come up you know they did the podcast mm-hmm. people were like oh mm-hmm. now they're You're like, oh. Netflix, mm-hmm. my question is if they had just decided to move to, and it's not even that this is not an answer it's not it? even they didn't decide to I move know. that was because i'm from them yeah. this is a question to your question which is basically <laughs> my answer if they just decided to move to america uh-huh. and just be quiet mm. would people not complain they say, would they would ungrateful oh my gosh ungrateful why are they quiet why mm-hmm. are they not saying it mm-hmm. why oh are they they've shunned what yeah. you want from them is the question i am asking the people who are out here losing mm-hmm. their minds when harry and megan breathe mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what do you want from them? they want to be acknowledged but i'm sorry they don't know who you are they don't know and you and they never will right that's <laughs> a mental thing and they never will but certain folk are just like just, it's, it's mad it's mad, so crazy i will say this with the harry and megan discourse i think it opens up as many people have said a wider conversation when it comes to britain tackling its racism um i actually had to write this down because i thought it was very profound, is one of the ladies, Safia, I cannot remember her name, but it was from episode five, around minute 34, mm-hmm. 34 minutes, 10 seconds. She said, it's like uh, it's like symbolic annihilation. If you can destroy people who are symbols of social justice, then you can scare people to not want to be in public. Um, mm-hmm. It's a way to signal to the rest of us to stand down. Yep. People can just say, oh. Is that um, Afea Hirsch? Yes. Sophia Hirsch. Yeah. People can say, yeah. oh, no, it's not about racism. We just don't like Harry and Meghan. But if Harry was dating a white British person... They would find something else to talk about in a different way. Very quickly. Maybe there'd be the occasional spurs about her, but they would have found something else very, very quickly. Let's nail this. Where, let's, let's just say what it is. It's just because Meghan is 50% black. And I yep. remember saying, and I think I asked, there was a time we met up and I was like, imagine if, if Megan was, 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 um, fully black. She wasn't. Oh, and listen, oh listen, no. How they said she was from Compton. She was from Skid Row. Now imagine mm-hmm. I, I, I did this with my mom when we, when it was first announced that Megan and Harry were getting married and we saw the head, the headline saying she's from Compton. She's from, mm-hmm. her, you know, slavery era. And I went to my mom, I was like, ma, imagine if it was me. 
Washara Kamonji, Kenya, Mau Mau, you know, former col- colony of Kenya. Da, da, da. <laughs> you saw what happened with Obama's birth certificate. Yeah. Once more, you know. They really. That. I also think it's de- it's definitely that undercurrent and in some places overt racism. I also think it's absolute misogyny as well. Obviously, yes. misogynoir as well. Mm-hmm. But that hatred for women it's is so deep. like so deep. Because when you think about the extreme right movement, you don't. I mean, of course, there are women that are involved in it, but that's such a deeply male and deeply you know misogynist movement, misogynoir, absolutely about just taking down everything that is adjacent to women or otherness. It's just there, like, it, and it is predominantly led by men, and of course, it's white men, but also actually. Not all men are freaking immune to it because, of course, our own men, black men, Asian men, like every single type of man is affected by this like actual, like I don't want to call it a disease because like misogyny is a freaking choice. You make that choice every single day to do this to women. Like you make that as a conscious choice. Nobody's born, you know, like whatever. So so for me... It's so hatred much is sickening. It's like a choice disease. Does that make sense? Because it's yeah, like it's. I don't want to say it's a so disease because that years. takes it away from them being in control of it. But yeah. they are absolutely mm-hmm. in control of it. I mean, just Jeremy Clarkson's like whole rhetoric, and he's oh, apologized kind of, not really, but on two, three fronts, he's attacking um, Megan and women women should be concerned about that kind of speech and talk about stripping you naked i know he's saying oh it's a game of thrones reference but regardless if it's a game of thrones reference if you've watched game of thrones as i have and read the books and all that kind of stuff it's a sickening thing to strip a woman and walk her down the streets people are throwing garbage her at her they're molesting her touching her like all of this kind of stuff how is that oh but i said it in a game of thrones way how is that actually even acceptable yeah when cersei gets what oh well (laughs) sorry spoilers spoilers but you no no never too late to watch game of thrones or read the books but literally it's just that entitlement to think that just because you think it's a joke is it a joke, really? It's really, Jeremy? Would you? Here's a thing, Someone though. And his, yeah. right? And his daughter obviously has come out against him. Saying, I stand for everything um, against what my father has said. I don't believe in any of this kind of stuff. That's what she said. And I just want to be like a lot of these people when they're like, yeah, yeah, I believe that. Is this what you would want for your mother, for your sister, your daughter? If some man said that, you would just say, yeah, that that's fine. No, you wouldn't. You know, none of these people would absolutely it's... go ahead and say that. Uh, okay, so the other thing that I really wanted to talk about was Megan's dad. And I, I keep on forgetting this is a podcast and not a video because my face just... <laughs> My, yeah i rolled my eyes yeah i saw i saw yeah does he deserve forgiveness down the line maybe 
Would I ever trust him again? No. Is it a complete waste of your relationship with your daughter? Absolutely. I don't freaking understand it. And I think the reason why he decided not to come to the wedding is because he felt so deeply ashamed. And rightfully, he should feel ashamed because he sold his daughter to the wolves. Yes. Yes, sir. You should be very, very ashamed. Because why are you staging photos? Why are you leaking letters? Or whoever even it. having the conversation with the pals and the tabloids is so mental. Talking about my daughter's so insane. Me. I've tried reaching out. Have you? Did you? And whoever has his phone, because clearly someone has his phone. Absolutely, he obviously hired a publicist or whatever. But for me, it's you watch this little girl grow up, and you did this to her. Your own child. Have mm-hmm. you shame? sir absolutely no shame clearly and the other one i have beef with is the half sister at your big age oh at your big oh age. my god oh my god it's jealousy it's reeking of jealousy i'm telling you jealousy it's that hatred of of like you know black women or just women that are just sometimes people meet and they fall in love and it's not with you Okay. I think she wants. She wishes it was her. I feel like she thinks, or maybe, maybe even she was a royalist. This is just speculation. It's giving. I've always thought about marrying or being a princess, and you've never thought about it. You've always been like that, you know, <laughs> doing whatever it is, and now you get to be with the prince. But saying, I've, you know, it's, it's so saying, jealous. Basically saying, why should you have everything? She's an right. actress. She's right. So She's wealthy. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, she marries a prince. A prince, the no audacity. less of the freaking... Huh? The audacity. Right. You never even wanted this. Hey. You know? Jealousy. It's giving... Mm. you ever seen Misery? Jealousy has her... Well, not Misery, sorry. What is it called? Ah, uh, God, there's a really, really good film out there. I forgot what it is. I think it's like Single White Female. Oh, <laughs> like i have single white female where i think her roommate gets jealous of her and ends up sleeping with her her boyfriend and tries to murder her to take her life like to basically become her it's like single white female basically it's just insane because it's like how can you how can you hate your own blood Um, how how can you do that happens the way i saw it happen i'm just thinking you have not spoken to each other to each other for a couple of years. She's mm-hmm. never said anything bad to you. Mm-hmm. You've kept quiet all this time. And then the minute you mm-hmm. hear that she's getting married is now that's when you start. It just makes no sense because I would be like, oh, if I was like an absolute jealous person to my core, I would have been like, Megan, Leslie, let's have the sisterhood we never had. Yeah, I but would to destroy her is like a certain type of something, right? No one is witchcraft. That's like it's it's. I think this documentary has highlighted two things: uh, the absolute capacity for hatred within people is, which is like I don't I don't even know how to feel about that. I really don't know how to feel about that. I mean, we we see it all the time, but to see this it, is yeah, the like absolute that, hatred. It, yeah, that one is. It, it it comes from a very dark, dark mm-hmm. place that even some mm-hmm. people are not aware that they have. 
mm-hmm. until it comes out and you cannot stop it. Mm-hmm. And it just For keeps sure. flowing and flowing and the hatred keeps on spewing and spewing until you're most likely unrecognizable. Because I feel like there's some points where you will look I don't think any of these people recognize who they are 10 years ago and 10 years, you know, later, as in like where we are now, that this is the, this is the people that they've become. Now you're thinking, I said that. Each one of them. Like I said that. Apart from maybe Doria, apart from Megan's mom, I think, I feel like she's always been the same. And she seems like a gentle, calming spirit. And I'm jelly. I mean, like I love my mom and everything, but if I could have both her and uh, Megan's mom, that'd be great. Um, like that's a proper like that's that is a mother that is there for you and understands the bond between like whatever yeah and just there's no hatred in our heart okay right okay let's move on let's move on because honestly like the capacity for people to just be awful is yeah yeah mm. I, I think that quote has fully been realized um, <laughs> being shown in the documentary we want to talk about the zim auntie <laughs> what was her name again lorraine <laughs> I loved her. Great. Oh, I, I was so happy to see RG. With a coin. I was like, I, I, yes, oh. is how I would probably do it as well. I saw some tweets and some freaking some TikToks being like a bit like Archie is the only prince to speak like Shona. <laughs> Next thing you know, he'll be making Ugali and Skumawiki. <laughs> Yeah, right in there with the pap and shima, whatever. Well, apparently, this is the first prince to eat in shima and veggies. Because <laughs> it looked like that nap looked like he'd taken some some veggies and shima, some some sadza. <laughs> he was in a sadza nap. <laughs> and with the with the brown the brown with the brown flower because yeah, yeah or oh, the millet. <laughs> He's getting some millet porridge. <laughs> that boy is sleeping because he's been fed. Well, he's fed, fed and put on the back. Ooh, yeah, no, that. I'm so happy for him. I just, I cannot put into words how happy I am that these children are going to grow up without all this pressure and also to experience, like, the, you know, a different culture other than British culture, actually. So sorry. Eh? But <laughs> it's what it is. I think there's like a lot of joy to be found in like merging of cultures and all that kind of stuff and just experiencing the best of all of them not just the worst but the best of all of them yeah um, and that kind of stuff I'm so happy for him to link that to link um Lorraine is the little clip where they put in where the um the press asked um William is the royal family racist and William oh he had to answer he knew he he should answer that question but he did strategy of the auntie with the colorful um yeah yeah when she had i I was i was like girl good good luck because this is a tough day Santa cloth t-shirt i saw that and i remember with that um picture everybody was calling her a traitor like they're gonna use her they're gonna use her but i feel like that was strategic like she came dressed to work that day hype and this is what she woke up she thought oh this will look cute they Mm -hmm. saw her i went Go on this walk with William. Go, 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 go. Mm-hmm. I want to think that she saw the press coverage and instead of wearing her corporate top that day, she chose to wear the kente to support Megan. <laughs> oh, yo, yo. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's just all like really insane to me in my head because like, 
we're all watching like you said it's such a family drama that is playing out on the bigger scale but it also represents the stuff that is going on within britain um i think you know david oh my god i've forgotten his name and he's a documentarian yeah anyway great documentaries that he's got um usually um on like the beebs and all that kind of stuff i think he made a really really um great point which is to sort of say like you know these are all conversations that were happening happening in britain brexit and an anti-immigrant and migrant um sentimentality and all that stuff and it's all playing out within the royal family and you know the the press is picking up on that and in some ways also orchestrating and making their own sort of timelines to dictate to us the great british public what we should think and what we should be talking about and how we should like go about living our lives and it's just like insane to me that like a lot of people are like kind of thinking they're immune to that i know it's a bit of a reach in terms of like what that sentence was sorry but like in general it just makes me think like when do we all realize that we're playing into it i mean like even this conversation and this podcast feeds into that and it plays into that great huge big debate yeah. about what is essentially two people's lives we're basically pawns and in their family game. right like we're like we're all it's, it's so depressing gosh um yeah we are all pawns in this great big debate but the sooner that we realize that there's power in our independent forms of media i.e podcasting and youtubing and tiktoking and tweeting and creating our own narratives and building our own different platforms for our own thing the faster we move away from the narrative that is set for us by um like tabloids and stuff like the better hopefully like life would be but i don't obviously we all then form our own bigger um, anyway guys i think but basically you know but the the faster we can get away from believing what the sun and the daily mail puts out to find our own information the better i think personally people sometimes just need to take a breath or two yeah several yeah. Think, mag- like honestly just think a little bit before you tweet yell shout whatever just would you tweet this about someone in your family or someone that you care about not would you so that's do probably you the, the best place to do that from you know, if you if you don't want that treatment to, you know shoved onto you or to people who you love why would you shove mm-hmm. that exact same same treatment onto someone mm-hmm. else who you don't even know because it's so easy for someone, like, honestly, on the subject of cyberbullying cyber and stuff, it's so easy for someone to make an account and whatever and cyberbully someone that you love. Mm-hmm. And you would hate that and you would be so someone... angry about that. So why would, so you, why do would you do it someone else? Right. But it also, I know, I know the people who also are doing the hate. You're very strict loyalist. Is it royalist? Oh, not loyalist. Royalist. <laughs> you're... Well, there's some overlap. <laughs> you're loyal. <laughs> and this tradition behind it that a lot of people you know megan has shaken tradition a lot mm-hmm. that people are mm-hmm. not used to and it's brought in all these conversations about blackness in the uk about diversity in the uk that you're not that yeah and we welcome to... like absolutely welcome that spotlight because we need this spotlight mm-hmm. actually because well, britain have... is now multi-ethnic multicultural it has been multi-ethnic and is gonna continue being multi-ethnic for a long 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 yeah. time the second that they people... entered and became an empire this is the stuff that comes <laughs> with empire they don't all look like you and if you're trying to change and learn from uh, i mean that whole conversation i'm so glad that they got such a frosty reception in jamaica and all that kind of stuff and everybody's now just making the decisions to 
come out of the Commonwealth and all that stuff and change your heads of state. And all, I'm so happy about that. But Same here. One, of the, one of the things... That conversation, actually, when Megan joined, it brought up, like you said, it brought up conversations on the Commonwealth. It brought up conversations of how historically black and brown mm-hmm. people have been brought here either by their own fruition or not. It started off as a not, and then people came here because they needed people for you know, for their healthcare system, for buses, for taxis, you've got Windrush. Like I always say, it's like, if you look at how migration works, you know, all the English, all those who are colonized by English speakers, most people will immigrate here. Francophone countries, France. People from Mozambique, Portugal. Whoever speaks French, um, Spanish in the African countries, Spain. And you know, it helped, we helped grow the economy. We have been helping this country for a long, long time, but it's never been acknowledged and it's never been appreciated. It's like, okay, cool, you do that. You're on mute. Sizzy, you're on mute. Yeah, so I feel like a lot of people don't realize that literally this is all about appreciating the sacrifice that loads of people gave to the country, the empire, whatever, unwillingly, in a lot of cases, absolutely unwillingly, in so many cases. Like, people broke their backs to get Britain to where it is um, and that kind of stuff. And it maybe in a way it makes them feel some type of way to see Meghan I just see sitting on the throne. That, right, because in so many instances, the people that built Britain are always under the boot. Mm-hmm. And it shows in their statues, in the stories that they tell. And here came mm-hmm. Meg getting a seat at the table, and people mm-hmm. went, How? Ah, a seat of love. Of like, love. this man genuinely loves her. her. Like, he you loves her so much. And I think it's a to bit. To see of- that. It's not only just how dare she, but I think a lot of people felt like, like people have said, you know, when the queen. Um, I think there's a jealousy died, issue here. I think it's jealousy. The queen felt Hatred. like that was their grandmother. The mm-hmm. royal family is like their family member. And so I can, you know, with Harry marrying Meghan, people are also maybe thinking, she's, take, she's taking our child away from us. She's taking our boy, our son, our brother, our cousin away from us. And with her moving to America with Harry, which was Harry's choice, as he said, he was the one who said. Yep. And he, say, he did say it. It's misogyny as well. Like, it's misogyny. Like, he's, she's being blamed for his decision. The fuck? And she tried. She tried. <clears throat> to be honest, two years, I probably would not have made it down the altar if it was me. I'm telling you, I would have been live streaming like the Christmas party and like, you see, this 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 person said that about Archie. Yeah. That would have been me. This is why, Archie, honestly, I would have seen that brooch, that Blackamoor brooch, and been like, I'm out. Live I stream. Am out. I, am out. <laughs> I am out. Yep. No. Yep. Ah. No. Mm. But yeah. So, what would you say then? Um, I guess your takeaways are from. My takeaway watching that where do we go as a society do you think that this was a do you think this was a, a culture re- a moment do you oh. think things would get better get worse Ooh. or what what, 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 are you, what are you thinking well i will say that future media students have a lot of referencing 
to do. I mm -hmm. think that it has opened up a bigger floodgate. Has opened actually, it has opened the floodgates ever slightly wider on the conversations mm -hmm. about race, on the conversations mm -hmm. about women's treatment, and especially Black women's treatment. Not mm -hmm. only in the media, but just in general. Will we move forward? Yeah, it's I gonna take. So. I think it's too soon. Take some time. I'll be honest. Like, there's a there's a thing that happened recently about why aliens won't visit us, and I know in this podcast we we'll have to come back to aliens, but this is why they won't visit us because we can't get over. Like, it's not even anything to get over. Like, too petty. Why? Weird. Why we make issues out of nothing? Something. Yeah, like something so simple, like just something that's just. It is what it is. Like, it just is what it is. Yeah. You would think people would be more concerned about Prince Andrew, but they're not. That actually still bugs me to this day. You want to tell me this man was... Right. Those are the main... Like, do you know what I mean? Like, these are and, the things that and they still we should be worried Megan, about. And they still managed to put Megan's news as headline when we all know that Prince... What was his name again? Andrew. Yeah. Was... Can I say it on this podcast? Well, technically, maybe counts as like you know journalism. So okay, it's okay. one of those where you say alleged, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, yes. But there was a settlement, so we can all draw our own conclusions. Yes, but we all know what he did was not good. Mm -hmm. Lawfully, certainly optics wise. I think if we're basing it on optics, because at the end of the day, none of us were there. Yep. Um, for Harry and Meghan stuff. And we only ever have the testimonies of witnesses and people that come forward to talk about stuff. And unfortunately, the two just don't line up in terms of seriousness. They don't. I, they just really don't. When it comes to this testimony, so, <laughs> I wanted to ask you, I do wonder, who are these people who come out as palace sources who have allegedly said Megan I'm did. pretty sure a lot of the stuff is just made up by the newspapers you can just you can just say a palace or say no, whatever but there was it is that, that you... former aide of Megan who was the one but who said... sometimes you have to like remember some of these people are, are like career climbers and sometimes people are just like egomaniacs and they know that they have power to destroy someone who is a royal or whatever like to it's about power I think this is like a, a horrible horrible showcase of the absolute worst of like what happens with our like freaking humanity in that people are just so power hungry to destroy and to show and exert like who they are over above another person's existence i think that's what it is like why would you lie like why would you make up why would you do why would you why would any of these people do these things like what but my question is, power. is after watching the highs and lows of wait did you finish all of it because it was like six episodes yeah yeah my question to you now is what are your thoughts feelings where do you see the conversation opening up further where do you I think see it's gonna get like going? i'm such a pessimist it's gonna get insanely worse before it ever gets better because i think in this country we're not ready to have that conversation of what our press is like that absolute gutter journalism that doesn't make any sense whatsoever it doesn't add to our lives it takes away from our lives collectively because we're not happy i don't think 
Britain is a happy society. Like, oh, I just don't think we're a happy society, to be honest. And we have to start looking at what that is. Why do we play off each other like that? You know, like, what is that about? And I think a lot of it has gotten worse with social media. Yes. Um, I know that stuff. And again, because press, press has access to social media. How many articles do you subliminally read as you scroll? And now, again, like I said earlier. And then it all becomes echo chambers. People live tweet. You watch something. Sometimes you don't even have to watch a program. All you have to do is go on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And that's it. You've seen the whole series. And there are probably some people who didn't watch the Harry and Meghan document. But they have strong opinions on it. Because they read the tweets. They read the news articles. And they went, yep, my opinion is formed. And they were either for or against. Mm Mm-hmm. Simple. yeah that's it there is never any in between that takes into account loads of different scenarios you're either for or you're against and i think the sooner that we get away from allowing media to take advantage of our ourselves and our where we are in life like the, the better obviously i realize that podcasting is a sort of, <laughs> is a form of media but you know i think it's just I the would, way i genuinely wouldn't mind if people were like I'm going to talk to my friends I think, instead of reading treating, this nonsense. I think it's I fine. Mind. People need to find a healthier outlet of processing what information they have. I think we need to move towards science. We need to do more science stuff, guys. Let's just think about this for a second, guys. We're thinking about going to freaking Mars by the end of the freaking 2020s. You know, by 2030 or 2035 or whatever, we're going to be on a freaking planet. And you're worried about what this woman has to say? Are you serious? Are you actually serious? Uh, before we go to Mars, could we please solve <laughs> you know? what is happening here it's first? It's insane. Before we take our pettiness to another planet and our right. worries. This Let's not take this bullshit to another... Let's not. Okay, look at what's happening. Our, it, it's getting colder in winter. It's getting hotter. Right. See, that's so, something else. Why are we going to Mars? There is a massive crisis going on globally and also in our own country about energy. Economy. And you care about the fact that Megan maybe took a sly photo of her soon-to-be husband proposing to her because she was excited in the moment? Are you serious? Yeah. What you should be doing is going to your local MPs, your local council members, and saying, look, this recession, please mm-hmm. help us. Nurses are striking. Yeah, do something. do something. So instead of that, no. behind your couch is saying you should throw excrement at her. Why? How is that productive to your daily right. life? Right, right. You want an outlet? You want an outlet? Tell the newspapers to stop. Exactly. And start publishing meaningful things. Instead of... And when people defend themselves. Because that's the other aspect of this. Remember, they're people. They have every right to defend themselves. Yes. And you're going to have a problem with someone defending themselves. Of course they're going to defend themselves. If you punch someone in the face, do you expect Mm -hmm. them to just stand there and take it? No. Yeah, they're not going to like it. Absolutely. Face... And look, a little Muhammad Ali. And also... <laughs> I'm going to turn the other cheek. Forget no. about that. Yeah, Jesus. Forget about it. <laughs> Please. Oh, Jesus. No, none, of us, none of us are Jesus. Like, what was that? You punch me. I'm going to punch you back. That song where it says, knock if you buck. 
butt sound good. If your butt, right? Anyway, basically, knock if you buck. You hit me, I hit you too. That is what they're doing. Doing it the sooner we start spectating on it, the better. But also, don't be mad at people for having a an opinion. Ah, I don't know, guys. This can be circular. Basically, yeah, stop, stop, just stop the hate. Stop, stop with the hate. Just, if you wouldn't do it to someone you care about, care about, then just don't put that out into the world. Or better yet, if you do not have Actually, the guts to say it to someone's meaning. face, don't, don't say, say it. it. If you cannot find go, peace. Yeah, cannot Actually, up. this is all absolutely directed to tabloids. Like honestly, yeah. for me, yeah. it's just all—it's all like, what happened to integrity? What's, there's also that meme that says, "If you cannot come to me, come to me correct." Is it? <laughs> come to me directly. Anyway, if you don't have the guts to say it to someone's face, don't type it. If you cannot right. insult someone to their face, let's just go back to a simpler time when the internet was from memes exactly i miss those days you know that's it like honestly that's my whole my whole takeaway from this whole thing has just been the capacity of people to hate is real unrivaled absolutely unrivaled it's deep and we can all make a decision actually and we make decisions every single day to put towards this so if we can do this we can shift the narrative completely the other way yeah my takeaway from this is that and as we speak sorry not to answer the way as we speak it's just it's too much for any how can your heart hold so much hate that's all that's what i'm gonna end that's all the amount of hate you have in your heart will kill you could be filled up with love yeah okay you you won't die a happy person that's all that's all i'll say (laughs) I know which way I want to die. Um, yeah. And on that note, um, love wins. Love wins. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, right. This has been an amazing episode, quite frankly, it's because it's just so... Sorry? This podcast makes sense to people because I realize we've really overlapped with our conversation. But but so- it's fine if you've watched it and you understand. And yeah, guys, yeah, um, we'll catch you in the new year um, and stuff. But yeah, love wins. Just remember that if you see something that you don't want to see on the internet, something that makes you feel bad and just not right within yourself, just X out. Please. Don't feed into the like. Don't don't feed into it. Just come out of it. We're putting love out. Putting love out into the world. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to um subscribe. Please do. Leave us a cheeky wee five star, uh, rating <laughs> wherever you listen. You know, every uh rating helps. And you can find uh the podcast on at Black Scott Pod on Instagram, Facebook, if you use it, Twitter pretty much everywhere that you are used to being online for an alternative perspective perhaps um you can also find me at suzy mwanza and shirley i think is at thick miss prime and underscore shirley mcpherson underscore on twitter and uh, instagram i think that i remembered (laughs) 
<laughs> and where can we find you, Ashara? Um, you can find me on. I have to spell it out because. But anyway, you can find me on Instagram at c e r a underscore k, or on Instagram on c e r a k a m o n j i. So Shara Kamonji, but it's spelled Kara Kamonji. Pronounce my name right, people. Yeah, took me ages. I had to ask so many friends. How do I say it? Uh, thank you so much, Susie, for having me on the podcast and for very welcome to this very important documentary. Um, gutted that Shirley was not able to be here, but I'm sure I will see you guys soon. Indeed. Okay, everyone, have a lovely Christmas, New Year's, happy holidays. Wish me happy birthday, January 7th. It is what it is. <laughs> and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.